I'm in your egg and everywhere like glitter With diamonds in my veins, glitter All I want is to hear from you like glitter Some girls were made to shine Hello and welcome back to the Jewels from NZ Glitter Episodes. Uh, today I'm actually doing a continuation of a topic uh, that was on uh, Joe Richter's podcast, Hindsightless. Uh, we actually built a 20th level Pathfinder character together for uh, the game that he was GMing and um, we chose to spend a couple of episodes talking about um, how we made the character, like the choices that we made, the process that we went through and stuff. Um, and the first half of this whole conversation is actually on his podcast. So that's Joe Richter's podcast, Hindsightless. So this will kind of start halfway through. Um, and if that's bothering you, then go hunt his podcast out and listen to the first half first and then come back here and listen to the second half he's a good dude with a good podcast so definitely check it out anyway and put that on your subscribe and like list all right let's get on what kind of pathfinder character did i make well you're about to find out so was there anything kind of more difficult than you thought or easier than you thought as we were building this? Well, I mean, honestly, like talking you through how to build a 20th level character and then also how to play a 20th level character took less time than I thought, really. Uh, for the most part, we got the whole thing done in our first phone call, which I mean, granted was like seven hours long, but I figured it would take longer than that, but it really, it really didn't, man. You, you picked it up pretty quick. Um, so what did you think of that? Like, was that a super hard process for you? I guess like coming from D and D five, the, the thing I struggled with the most is trying to figure out like all the bonuses and stuff and no, like bigger, yeah, yeah, doing the math on it. It was it was definitely the hardest part. Like but but just trying to understand the differences between like the that full round hit with like the yeah. first hit, the second hit and the third hit, the fourth yeah. hit actually with Rose. Um right. and how that changes through the hits and stuff and whether that means things are worth taking. Um right. Because when we were looking at specifically, like, you know, the, the, the things we were picking, it's like, are these things going to be useful? Because we actually ended up dropping um, the third so part of two-weapon fighting because it just didn't make it worth it with the bonuses right. and stuff that we had. But it took me a while to understand why that actually wasn't helpful. Right, right you know? Yeah. Cause that's, that shit. You, it's complicated. You're like, I have an extra attack. Like why not take it? It's an extra attack, but because of the math and because you're 20th level, like I realized you would only be hitting on that last attack if you rolled a nat 20. Yeah. Uh, so like 
and feats are pretty valuable in Pathfinder, so I, I thought it would be better to use that feat on something to like shore up your defenses or something. Yeah, which is why we chose and, two weapon defense in the end instead of the third two weapon exactly, fighter. Yeah. Yeah. Get your get your AC up even more. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, you know, like, uh, there was a certain amount of trouble with me understanding how that worked. But things that I thought were easier, I mean, actually, I don't know, putting together the concept was much easier than I thought it was going to be. It was like, like, the plug and play stuff was actually kind of easier. Mm-hmm. You know? Nice. Um, I thought, like, because, you know, when we're going through and we're like, because we have a concept and, and you're like, you showed me that page of all the things that I can choose. And I was just like, oh my goodness, I'm feeling very intimidated by looking at this page. We're going to be here all night. But actually going back to what do we want this character to be able to do? None of these things are even vaguely relevant. Right. Chop, 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 chop. Left with just like five options. Quickly go through them to see which is best done. Makes sense. And I did all of that with the racial stuff as well. Like I had a look at pretty much everything right from the word go. Had about 10 of them sitting there. And then we just chose them from that list as we were going through at each level. Because the thing we didn't actually talk about is that we did build each level. Yeah, we did. We went because I felt that that's not the way I would do it if I was building a character for me. But Mm -hmm. because we were trying to you know show you how the game was played uh it, it made a lot more sense to go one level at a time i thought did you feel i know feel i really better? i really liked yeah. it because it was i'm i'm a list tick person as well so it was nice to just be able to go yes we've ticked everything at that level we've got all the things cool now we can move on to the next one and because we'd done some of that work around looking at lots of the different racial stuff and lots of the different um, things that we could take, lots of the different options. We already had them. I'd opened like a million tabs on my browser and I just had all these tabs sitting across the top and I just crossed them off as we took them so that, Mm -hmm. you know, all my options were just sitting there and it, 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 it was actually a pretty sweet process. So, yeah, I thought pretty efficient. Yeah. Yeah, And uh, another cool thing about the SRD is when you're looking at all those feats, you could go to what they call the feat filter, uh, and you can uh, search search for feats by, like, their prerequisites. So just some real inside baseball Pathfinder character building. If you, if you have a class, you know what class you're playing, you can look at those class features and type those in into the feet filter and search for feats that work with that class feature. Uh, that's a really good way to put some cool, really effective, interesting combos together. Yeah. Yeah. And we did a bit of that. Although mm-hmm. I don't think I actually took any of it uh, <laughs> because I'm fussy. <laughs> you know what you want and you can, you can get exactly what you want in Pathfinder. Yeah. Pretty much. Well, I mean, there is a million options. So, yeah, <laughs> you could build all sorts of crazy concepts. I guess that's something I learned while I was going through this. So I was like, man, if I had a concept for pretty much anything, we could make this happen. You know, yep. Pathfinder. So there you go. Pathfinder, making your dreams come true. Uh... 
<laughs> Were there any um, surprises, I guess, for you in things that I selected or things that we ended up with? Um, I was surprised to see it all come together in the first combat against those three ancient black dragons. Yeah. When on your first full turn, uh, you did your charge first, which was good. You did a bunch of damage with that. But on your first turn, to see what a 20th level rogue can do when when it's flanking, is it's scary stuff. You did over <laughs> yeah. 100 points uh, worth of damage. And I was like, okay, yep, this is, this is going to be fun. <laughs> this yeah. is going to be a good time. Yeah, because I did the uh, I did the six attacks uh, mm-hmm. in flanking um, yep. with the ten d six of sneak. Um, yeah, so that was pretty bunch, sweet. Most of those hit. Yeah, most of those. Yep, yeah. yep, definitely. Um, I think like the last two and both of them didn't, but that kind of makes sense. Like right, the, right. the lower bonuses and stuff, so that does make sense. Um, and then uh, my my teammate on the other side, the one I'm flanking with, uh, got hit. And as it got hit, I was able mm-hmm. to use... Uh, no, as it hit, sorry. So as... I think it was Laura's character, wasn't it? Yeah. I was flanking with, yeah. So as Laura's character hit the same monster that I was hitting, I was able to use the opportunist... Um, and actually make an attack of opportunity against them again. So it was almost like having a whole, like a whole other turn almost, um, right in the middle of somebody else's turn, <laughs> which was yeah. yeah, lets you stab the yeah. one time, which is awesome, dude. Yeah. That's an extra possible 50, 60 hit points worth of damage, dude. It's 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 crazy. They're rogues. Twentieth level rogues are amazing. Yeah. So, I, yeah, I did something incredible, like 170 damage before my turn came around again. Like, something like that. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, this is uh, cool. I did feel rolling all those dice. It was insane. I, I yeah, only I'm... have 10d6. So I was <laughs> like, holy shit. <laughs> it was so great. Yeah. Um, so I guess, um, like my next point was going to be like, uh, what did we kind of end up with and describing it? But we kind of have been, as we've been going through, I guess, um, the only other... What's that? We haven't said her name yet. Yeah. So her name is Marina. Mm -hmm. Um, she is, um, named, (laughs) named after a badass woman, basically. (laughs) Um, her name is Marina Darling, actually, um, because she calls people Darling right before she kills them, because Marina is a badass assassin. She is the yeah. Darling assassin. Um, so uh, she's got, like, you know, shadow blending and all sorts of shadow resistance and stuff, where she's resistance to cold and ele- electricity. She is incredible at finding traps. She's got just yeah. a standard plus 10 perception check to find traps, but then she's also got trap sense, so she can just avoid traps constantly, um, which is kind of fun. Do you um, want to 
want to tell the lovely people what your stealth bonus is? So, my stealth... Do you have Yeah, I've got my character sheet right here. Because I'm looking at it. So, my stealth bonus is 48. Um... <laughs> plus 48. Plus Ugh. 48 to my dice trials. Um, plus 31 <laughs> to uh, disable devices. Plus 36 for any kind of acrobatics to get out of any situation. So, mm -hmm. you you're know, pretty. She's, yeah, she's pretty. She's pretty awesome. She's pretty Dixie. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's what she's made to be. So. Plus 48 stealth, dude. Ain't nobody seeing you, man. Nope. Nobody <sighs> seeing me. Nobody nice. seeing me. And if they do actually manage to see me um, and try and hit me if they're firing something that takes a reflex save generally speaking i just step out of the way of that yeah um which Absolutely. is fun yeah um, you don't, yeah fireballs you don't care nope. like you'll dodge out of a fireball no problem yeah. all day I not, I not only am able to dodge it but as soon as i use evasion i can actually hide straight afterwards as well that's one of your rogue talents yeah yeah so evasion and then without a trace so, um, without a trace combines with evasion, so I can just hide. So if they okay. try and send another fireball my way in the same direction, now they can't see me because they That's have right. a, well, they have a 20 penalty, um, against seeing me and with my stealth, the way it is, they're never going to be able to do it. Um, nope. and then if they do actually manage to hit me, uh, I just kind of make another me, um, and then they have to roll to see if that's me or the pretend me that they hit, which is... I love that shadow duplicate. It's like a low-grade mirror image. So a shadow duplicate pops up, and then I got to make a roll whether the monster goes for the shadow duplicate or for Marina. It's a really cool ability. Yep, yep, which is very fun. But then we're not talking about her armor. And her armor also gives her the ability f to have an illusory double for flanking purposes. So even when mm -hmm. she hasn't got anybody to flank with, she can just flank with herself. Um, yeah, he's like the ultimate assassin. Yeah, which it means at some points she can have herself and two shadowy things up. <laughs> <laughs> Me, myself, and I. Yeah, <laughs> which is kind of great, and I love it. So yeah. much. Um, what else haven't I talked about? Oh, yeah. I can do a Hunter Surprise um, where I can just say that that person is my prey now, um, right. which I imagine is what she does when she's an assassin. She designates someone as their pr her prey, and she can just mm. add sneak attack to all turns until the end of her next turn. Um, and she can actually – that means that she gets – by the way, for those of you listening, two turns with all sneak attack. And because of some of the other stuff that she's got going on with armor and weapons and things, she can actually do that twice a day. Um, right. Which is pretty sweet. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure everybody loved hearing about that, dude. Like, this is Pathfinder, folks. This is what it's all about. It's fun. You had fun playing. Is that right, Jules? Oh, hell yeah. I had a great time playing. Um, yeah. I, I I loved playing her. Like, she is 
like powerful and feels elegant and really well built because all of her pieces fit together. So it's not like this random thing that we took that could be fun in this specific situation. Right. Um, nope, not like that at all. She she uh, fits well together and she is able to fight in all situations and defend herself. And I love that. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. There's um, nothing about her I don't like. Nothing. Right. That's awesome. And even though the character building process was pretty intensive and took a long time. Did you have fun with that? Yeah, I actually did. Because once I got the hang of the numbers and how the numbers worked, and I got the hang of the descriptions being way crazy um, in terms of deciphering them, I actually really enjoy talking through the nitty gritty of what things could mean. And so Mm -hmm. we ended up just like having this hour long conversation about um, how things could fit together and what that would mean and if things could stack like that and can can we put these things together and that make it like this and I just I had the time of my life um, yeah. I thought it was great so that's all yeah it's kind of why I suggested this um, because I really enjoyed that process and although nobody's listening to seven hours of that um, I thought they might <laughs> listen to a condensed kind of version of that no this was- yeah, this was a really cool idea. Yeah, yeah, I'm really enjoying it. Um, is there anything that you thought watching her play that, like, I didn't do quite right or, like, that you thought you could have done better? Because you helped build this as much as I did, so. Right. I mean, we forgot the uh, the offensive-defensive bonus. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right, that's right. I didn't add it on. I think we probably forgot about the bleed a little bit, too, maybe. I can't remember. There's so much shit to remember, though. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's it's hard to remember everything. Actually, that was something I said to you after the session, if you remember, that yep. I was going to rewrite my notes. I mean, I know I already wrote them out, which is probably more than most Pathfinder people do. Um, but I was going to yep. rewrite my notes with like, what's for traps over there, and what's for hiding over there, and what's like reactionary stuff there, and what's like. I've got to pay attention to in the middle of combat, kind of, all on one page. Because because my notes are kind of scattered through this notebook, and uh, when we took them, right. they're not necessarily together all in one place, and so I missed... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah I missed a couple of things. So um, that's what I'm doing before Friday, is rewriting my notes so that I can make sure that I'm fighting as well as I can. Yeah. Be. That's another pretty, like, decent... Uh, piece of advice you could take from this. Like if you're playing in a campaign for a long time and you're building your characters, building up levels, it's good every few levels to rewrite your character sheet uh, and kind of condense everything and put things where they need to, where they should be. I mean, granted this isn't for a game where it doesn't matter where you don't need to do that. But if you're playing a game where that kind of stuff does matter, it's good to keep everything as organizing and as condensed as possible because when combat happens, you don't want your turn to be a million hours long while you're flipping through a bunch of sheets. Like you want to be able to kind of like as fast as you can, which still takes some time, but be able to bang that out. Yeah. Like I, I heard a rumor that Laura who plays Mona on wheel of woe has note cards. She, she has a, she's got a little like recipe 
little aluminum tin or recipe box or something that she's got all her note cards in. Cute. Does it work? Yeah. She says that it does. I mean, if my 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 literal just p- pencil in a notebook helps me, then you know, note cards can help somebody else. Like, yeah. Anything. Um, Whatever works for you is what works. Yeah, I, I, it's funny because the, literally the last thing that I've got, last point to talk through here is tips and tricks for building a 20th level character. So I think we just gave people a good tip just there, but anything else? Or... Have a concept in mind before you start. Uh, like a pretty focused concept in mind before you start. That'll, that'll save you a lot of time. Uh, the more specific you are, the better. Yeah, yeah, I'd agree with that too. Because I think that helped us a lot in terms of narrowing down what we were choosing and why. Because I was like, oh, look, fun toy. And then we were like, nope, that's not for a rogue. Right. There are so many really fun, cool, interesting feats that you can take that let your character do crazy stuff. That if you're not focused, it's going to take you forever and your character is just going to be kind of a mess. Yeah. If you're building a 20th level character, you you should give yourself a day or two. Like you don't want to try and build it an hour before the session. <laughs> nobody did that, right, Joey? Nobody no, did that. Literally nobody did that. No. Nobody did. No. We would never because it's the blind rat. He'd get angry with us. <laughs> I am stern. <laughs> It says the man laughing at me right now. Right. I wish, man. <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, I think we've sort of wrapped up everything. Uh, anything else that you want to leave people with in this joint crazy podcast episode of ours? Totally. Um, if you've never done it, do it. If you've never played high-level D&D, and you're a D&D player, and it sounds remotely at all interesting, which I, I don't see how it wouldn't. You should you should do it at least once. It is, it's a whole different experience. It's fun. It's, it's fun. You should do it. Yeah. I guess, I guess I'm kind of sad that I've, I've played this amazing 20th level character at Pathfinder, and I still haven't played uh 20th level and D&D 5e my my one true love um it makes me kind of sad and i guess that's uh a good note for us uh dms out there maybe just surprise your players with a 20th level game randomly in the middle of the campaign make them make brand new characters and go do a fun thing because lord knows most of the time in the campaigns we don't get there <laughs> we tail off at like level 11 or 12 or something and we never make it so you know don't don't be scared to give it a go and have some fun i guess uh learning happens and it's great and if you're going to run a 20th level game do it in a system you're comfortable with and that you're familiar with because it it's 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 difficult there's a lot of moving pieces for sure yeah i think um I'd really like to, as a as a passing thought to you, Joey, um, I'd really like to talk about after this is all done, after the, because um, we obviously have only played one session so far. We've got two more to go. Um, to talk to you about DMing a 20th level session, um, but I definitely don't want to do that 
before we finish. So, right. yeah, what would you, what would you think about that? Because I've, I've had, I, I mentioned it before on one, on one of my episodes, but I've had more fun prepping for this, because I prep for all three, so I already know what's going on for the most part. It's kind of railroady. It's a 20th level three shot. Everybody's fine. Um, but I've had more fun putting this together than I've had prepping for a game in quite quite a while, man. It's been uh, just a treat. <laughs> it's been so fun looking at these monsters that I've seen for years and never been able to end up like, oh, dude, this is awesome. And then other stuff that I've never heard of before and like, holy crap, this thing can do that. Here it comes. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, I know you're probably talking about it on your podcast, but I can't listen to that. It's got spoilers, so... <laughs> I, yeah, it does. Yeah. N- not anymore. Now you can listen to everything. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's fine. I've got you on backlog. I'm just listening to other anchorites right now. Ha <laughs> ha. Okay. Well, I mean, this has been great. I've really enjoyed this chat. Um, probably just as much as I enjoyed putting the um, the character together. Maybe nice. Nice. I did enjoy putting yeah. the character together a lot. So <laughs> cool. All right. Well, peace out, everybody listening out there. <laughs> to use yeah. Joey's words. Yeah. Stay sparkly. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>